Industry 4.0 is mainly about a different management of our operations. It's about systematically leveraging data to optimize operations. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Pascal Brosset, EVP and CTO of Capgemini's Digital Manufacturing Services, is with us today to give us a sneak peek into the opportunities and challenges around Industry 4.0. Pascal, welcome. Hi. Good morning, everyone, or good day, wherever you are. Let us begin with a with a critical aspect uh, that is valid for major technology-led transformations. The notion of Industry 4.0 or digital manufacturing has been around for four or year, four or five years now. Where do manufacturing companies stand as far as the adoption goes? So we've we've done a recent survey of 250 companies across industries. And most of them have successfully piloted the concept of Industry 4.0 with often tangible results. And 60% of them have deployed a specific use case uh, to more than one, one factory, and, and sometimes globally. The most popular use case is uh, predictive maintenance, uh, simply because improving the reliability of a critical asset has an obvious payback. Uh, it uses proven analytics and is fairly simple from an organizational point of view because it's maintenance who's in charge and it involves a few other players uh, in the plant. Also, more and more equipment manufacturers provide with the asset they sell not only the asset but also the related maintenance applications or services, very often including the analytics. So this is further accelerating the maturity of this use case. On the other hand, uh, going a bit further and improving not only the reliability, but the performance of critical uh, equipments, either standalone or in a production line, requires more complex analytics, more complex solution, and so far is less mature. The good news is that some innovative startups have begun to develop packaged software to tackle quality or yield problems. And the best of the solutions are designed specifically to support the collaboration between process engineers who are, know the process really well and data analysts who would bring a different angle. And this helps a lot as far as the adoption of those solutions by plant personnel, which we'll see is really critical. Now, based on those initial successes, companies are looking at how to deploy what we call manufacturing intelligence to other use cases and across their factories. Wow, it seems like uh, organizations have been able to identify those uh, quick win areas, so to speak. However, the question still remains, what are the limits to scaling? Is it about technology, work practices and skills or even culture? So believe it or not, uh, despite the growing popularity of standards like OPC UA, connecting assets remain frustratingly complex and expensive. This apparently simple step remains the biggest obstacle to enterprise-wise deployment. It still takes too much time and costs too much to connect assets. There's too many standards out there, and it's really uh, destroying the business case of deployment. So we are working with technology partners to streamline this uh, in prerequisite to any uh, Industry 4.0 deployment, and this critical hurdle will eventually go away, but still lot, lots of work ahead of us. This being said, the two biggest obstacles to deployment at scale we see are not technical, but more organizational. Uh, first, 
Beyond automation uh, of physical operation, Industry 4.0 is mainly about a different management of our operations. It's about systematically leveraging data to optimize operations for from equipment reliability to overall supply chain performance. And this requires a deep cultural shift for manufacturing managers who used to trust their intuition more than data. And this is really, really a big hurdle to overcome. This is why manufacturing analytic solutions must be designed with a specific objective of supporting this transition. And they need to be designed so that we take along manufacturing management in this transition. The second obstacle, which we find very often, is, is governance. And, and again, it relates to this critical transition between the pilots and scaling. And what we find is that many companies are still, let's face it, too decentralized. Factories, um, for a long, long time, have been given the freedom of doing investments, but this time, the investments are much, much more significant. And they, they, we, what we need to find is the right compromise between the indispensable centralization of expensive uh, technology investment while leaving the um, initiative to the factories as far as piloting and adopting the new technologies. So governance and how you manage this balance is really important. Second, this is new for factories, so they need to be supported. So more and more our clients are setting up what we call analytics factory, which support operations to innovate in agile mode while accelerating the development of this data-driven management expertise. And that's a proven best practice, which we believe should be adopted by most of the companies who want to scale. Mm -hmm. So basically a host of challenges to be addressed and a lot of ground to cover before we see enterprise-wide deployments. Are we seeing any interesting innovations coming from companies that successfully scale beyond pilots? Yes, there are very interesting ideas about combining the traditional MES, which remains the operational backbone of manufacturing, but sometimes lack flexibility. Uh, so how to combine this MES backbone with this more uh, flexible and, uh, and more nimble world of operational analytics on top of what is uh, more and more called industrial IoT platforms. Industrial implementing an industrial IoT platform to run advanced analytics in parallel with an existing MES will potentially allow companies to enjoy the benefits of data-driven operations while limiting the risk of a transition and avoiding a costly reap and replace migration of an MES, which is, let's face it, out of question. So moreover, a platform-based approach uh, to innovation allows to imagine deploying analytics in the form of apps that are easier to deploy and ev evolve over time. So we see interesting ideas of what I would call industrial app stores, where rather than doing the traditional um, deployment of we define a core system and then we massively deploy that core system, which is still the rule in the MES environment, be able to do a much more nimble deployment based on a, on, on a portfolio of apps which co collaborate really well because they're based on that platform, but which factories can deploy in, you know, in smaller and more nimble projects and which we can then also evolve as they live. So more nimble deployment, more nimble life cycle, 
really interesting notion of uh, around those industrial um, industrial app stores. So it looks like a very promising idea. Absolutely. But here again, uh, the key success factor is not technology, but governance. Uh, there are many uh, good options out there for industrial IoT platforms that support agile development. Uh, and there are, this is choosing one of those should be fairly straightforward based on the environment of a company. What's really key is how through governance you drive the adoption of this common platform while again, as we said earlier, allowing the factories to keep in, um, innovating and deploying at their own space. And finally, is artificial intelligence making inroads into manufacturing? And what is the potential in near and long-term future that we are seeing across manufacturing sectors? Very good question. And that's, that's the big trend of, of, of the years to come. Machine learning is, is routinely used for use cases like predictive maintenance, uh, but still often in, in, in the form of bespoke solutions. So we would use technology to develop specific machine learning applications that are targeted at things like welding robots or very specific use cases. There, there are also broader use cases where machine learning is used not only to, uh, to predict failures, but also to optimize the overall operations and improve yield or uh, whatever critical characteristic or product. But this is still an area of, of innovation. What we really, the, the next transition we need to do is move from bespoke solutions to what I would call packaged ML, i.e. where not data scientists uh, use ML technology to develop specific algorithm, but those are put at the, um, are made available to process engineers very much like we've talked uh, earlier for simpler analytics so that they can train models on more and more complex, on more and more complex problems. And this is the transition which we're going to see in the next three years. And, and probably this will be driven by large uh, players in that field coming from, um, large players in that field but coming from other use cases. The ultimate uh, goal of Industry 4.0, as we know, is autonomous operations, uh, where factories flexibly adapt to unplanned events. And that's still a, a distant goal, but based on this next wave of innovation coming in the next uh, three to five years, it is uh, becoming a probably achievable goal in some industries. Well, Pascal, Industry 4.0 or digital manufacturing is for sure offering significant growth opportunities for manufacturing sectors across the world. How can listeners connect with you and your team? So they can very easy. They can go on the digital manufacturing uh, section of, of capgemini.com and they also can get directly in touch with me via LinkedIn uh, or Twitter. Thank you so much, Pascal, for your time today, and we look forward to hosting more discussions with you and your team in the future. Thank you.